Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Inspiration Podcast. My name is Ton Dobber, and I'm the founder of Value Inspiration. The purpose of my company is to help business software companies rethink what can be to become remarkable again. The goal that I have with this podcast is to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential that we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. So my strong belief is that we can think big, and therefore we should. And doing so will help to create a better world for all of us. And this podcast is all about that. The guest on my podcast this week is Louis Rosenberg, CEO of Unanimous AI. We amplify the intelligence of human groups by connecting people together in real time using AI algorithms to enable them to make more accurate forecasts, more precise predictions, better assessments and judgments and decisions. Basically, we, we use AI to turn network groups of people into artificial experts that can act as a super intelligence. There's actually a scientific name for that called swarm intelligence. In nature, swarm intelligence is the reason why birds flock and fish school and bees swarm. The inspiration for me was to say, well, if, if birds and bees and fish can get smarter together, why can't people do it? The results that we started getting even early on were remarkable that we could take a group of people and make them so much more accurate by connecting them together. This is Luis. He's the CEO of Unanimous AI. Luis is a technologist, a prolific inventor, entrepreneur, and a writer. He attended Stanford University, where he earned his bachelor's, his master's, and his PhD degrees. His doctoral work focused on robotics, virtual reality, augmented reality, and human-computer interaction, and resulted in the virtual fixture systems for the US Air Force, the first immersive augmented reality system ever built. In 2014, he founded Unanimous AI an artificial intelligence company that enables human groups to amplify their collective brain power by forming real-time hive minds modeled after natural swarms. Unanimous AI became well-known in 2016 when its artificial swarm intelligence technology, Swarm AI, made a series of accurate predictions about world events, including predicting the Academy Awards, the Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, and the rise of Donald Trump. And this triggered me. Hence, I invited Louis to my podcast. We explore the concept of swarm intelligence and how it fills an important gap in the evolution of AI. Moreover, because it on the one hand side places people in a leading role, and on the other side, it proves to make predictions extremely accurate by blending the unique strengths of AI and humans into a cohesive approach. By listening to this podcast, you will learn three things. Firstly, how big business problems can be solved instantly by leveraging the knowledge and wisdom of groups of people in combination with AI. Secondly, why we've underutilized the power of collaboration up to now and how swarm intelligence takes it to the next level. Thirdly, that we're just scratching the surface with regards to how we can amplify human abilities, a mega opportunity for everybody, I would say. 
Louis, thank you for being on my podcast. Before we start, can you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about what inspires you and why you started Unanimous AI in the first place? Sure. So my name is Louis Rosenberg. I am the CEO of Unanimous AI. We're an artificial intelligence company in California. And my background is in is both in artificial intelligence, but also in human computer interaction. And I'm very much interested in the in the human side of technology. And that's what I did my PhD in. And that's what I've been working on really my whole career for the last 20 years. And and for a long time, what I worked on was how how technology can can improve or enhance the ability of individuals. And more recently, the last five years, I realized that it becomes far more interesting if we look at how technology can enhance the ability of groups. And that that really was the inspiration for starting Unanimous AI, because Unanimous AI is really a a very different type of AI company. Most AI companies are out there working to replace people with algorithms. At Unanimous AI, we're, we're focused on making people smarter with AI. And specifically, what we do is we amplify the intelligence of human groups by connecting people together in real time using AI algorithms to enable them to make more accurate forecasts, more precise predictions, better assessments and judgments and decisions. Basically, we we use AI to turn networked groups of people into artificial experts that can act as a super intelligence. And it's an intelligence that is you know, a combination of people and software rather than, rather than just replacing people with algorithms. And so in layman's terms, you know, people often refer to you know, this phrase like a hive mind. We, there's actually a scientific name for that called swarm intelligence. And so a lot of our technology is based on how nature amplifies the intelligence of groups in nature, swarm intelligence is the reason why birds flock and fish school and bees swarm. They're smarter together. What we do is use AI to connect people together and enable similar amplification of intelligence. And so it's been really fun and, and really exciting because it, because it works. And we, we can see these groups of people become much smarter when we connect them together with AI. Very interesting. <laughs> That's exactly the reason, of course, why I started my, my podcast in the first place. So how do you see that? Is this, does these, how do you connect these people together? Is that within an organization? Is that within a team? Or is it maybe even outside an organization, maybe an industry? Yeah. And so that's, and those are great questions because it's really all of the above. <laughs> what we've found is that we can connect groups of people together, either outside of a business or inside of a business and see real value. And so, you know, we, we do currently we do projects for large Fortune 500 companies and, and very often they want to understand they want to understand how the public or their customers will react to a new product or what new product features they want or or how a marketing message will work. And so in, in that context we can build an artificial expert by connecting together groups of customers. And so we could connect you know, a hundred of their customers, they could be anywhere in the world. They log into our system, which is called Swarm AI. They log into our system and we can then ask them questions together and they will answer together as a, as a system. And we can get, we can get optimized insights about how 
you know, how their marketing messages will resonate or how the, you know, which product features are going to have the greatest impact. And so that's, you know, kind of outside of an organization. Inside of an organization, we can do the same thing. We can take a group of, of sales representatives and, and connect them together, and they can produce more accurate sales forecasts. We can take a, a group of financial analysts who are looking at markets and make more accurate predictions about market trends. In, in fact, a research study that we just are publishing right now, it's actually going to get published in a few weeks, we did with Stanford University Medical School, where we had groups of of doctors, radiologists. And so we had groups of six or seven radiologists. We connected them together with AI, with, with our swarm AI technology, so they could make, they could diagnose chest x-rays together. And so they were actually all located at different universities. A chest x-ray would appear on all their screens. They would answer together as a system and their accuracy was significantly increased. We actually reduced the errors in diagnosis by 36% by basically connecting people together as a system. And so, the, again, the fundamental idea is let's not replace people with AI. Let's use AI to make people smarter. And one way we can do that is by connecting people into groups, having AI find the optimal combinations of their knowledge and wisdom and insight and intuition. And you can build this basically artificial expert. And that artificial expert can, you know, could be a medical doctor. We did a project for Boeing where we connected together groups of military pilots. And those military pilots were able to give optimized insights about the design of cockpits that were more accurate than they could have given on their own. And so it's, you know, going back to your question, you know, it's really broad. We, you know, we can connect, you know, groups of customers together who you know, are we're going to evaluate a fast food marketing campaign, or we could connect together groups of doctors or groups of military pilots, really any, any place where people want to amplify intelligence, human intelligence, you know, not, not take people out of the system, actually you know, value their knowledge, but just amplify it. You know, that's what we can do with, with Swarm AI technology. Pretty interesting. So how does it work then? I mean, whenever you were talking about these examples, initially I started thinking about this as a questionnaire, but I think it's much, much more than that, correct? Right. So, yeah, it's not like a survey or a, or a questionnaire because we are going to have people all interact at the exact same time. And so we're building a system where everyone has to participate together. And so, you know, it adds a constraint because a survey, you can, you know, send out a survey to a thousand people and they can respond whenever, and then you can, you know, process that data. What we're doing is we're, we're having everybody participate at the same time. The question appears on everybody's screen at the exact same time. And then they're all basically, they're forming this system where they can push and pull on the answer. And so it's easier to, to understand if you can, can see it because it's very visual but we have lots of examples on our website that show what it looks like. But basically, if you imagine, we allow people, you know, everyone to be pulling on the answer, almost like this multi-directional tug of war, where there's a hundred people and they're all they're all pulling in at the same time. And so it's a system with feedback loops. And so the people are interacting with each other. They're acting and reacting and interacting. And the AI algorithms are watching how everybody behaves and finding the best combination of their input because people, you know, everybody has different views and different opinions and people have different levels of confidence and conviction. And so 
we can find those answers that are the optimal combination of not just their knowledge and wisdom and insight, but also their different levels of confidence and conviction and uncertainty. And it gives us results that are very, very accurate, that, that are in many ways, you know, the optimal combination of the insights that each of these people possess on their own. Yeah, that's at the end what it's all about. So what, what is the potential of this? Yeah, if this is applied yeah, in the right way. Yeah, so I mean, the potential is to allow groups of people to be smarter, and that has applications for really every industry where human knowledge and human experience has value, which, you know, contrary to how most AI projects go, is important. And, and so, again, instead of trying to, you know, take people out of the system and, and just replace them by crunching big data, we are, we're coming from the perspective that maybe the most important data out there is the data that exists inside people's heads. People, you know, people have this wealth of experience, knowledge, and a traditional AI system can't access that. It can only access data that's sitting in a database. What we can do is connect people together. And what our AI system is doing is watching their behaviors so that we know their relative levels of conviction. And so in, in a sense, the way we look at it is, you know, there's traditional machine learning, which is really useful in situations where you have extensive big data sets that are very reliable over time, and you can find a pattern. For all those other applications where the most valuable data exists in the heads of people, this you know, swarm AI technology allows us to access that and amplify that. And so it crosses industries and it, it crosses applications. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, there's so many things that are not documented or that are indeed in people's heads. And this is a way to get it, get it out. We did a project with Oxford University where we looked at groups of, of traders, of financial traders, to see can we amplify their intelligence when they're trying to predict yeah, how yeah. markets will, will move. And there's a lot of AI systems that will crunch data about market trends, and they, they fail most of the time to find trends because the, the past is not a great predictor of the future, and, and the financial markets are so complicated. I mean, somebody, you know, Donald Trump can tweet something out and change the markets, you know, instantly, and that's not going to be reflected in historical data that a machine learning system would process. But when we did this with financial traders, we found that small groups of traders, we can make them 26% more accurate in predicting the trends in markets. And when we ask, you know, when we try to, when we ask these traders afterwards, you know, about what kinds of things they use when they're making their decisions, you know, it's their years of experience, but it's also, you know, yeah. the, their sense of the mood of the, you know, what's the mood of, of the market? What did they hear on the radio on the way to work that day? These are things that, that never get reflected in the data that a traditional machine learning system would use. And that's why you know, traditional machine learning doesn't, you know, misses so much information. I mean, we, people are, first of all, people have really remarkable amounts of, of information in their heads. It's, we, we, don't, we underestimate it. But they're also keeping that information up to date every, every second. And so if, you know, if you're a financial analyst, you're, you're up to date and you have a sense of the context and the mood. And we just need, we need to value that rather than try to replace that with algorithms. 
Very interesting. Just, just an example. I mean, what are you most proud of what you've seen so far? What inspired you most here? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that, that we're really proud of is that we're keeping you know, human values and, and human sensibilities and human emotions in these systems. And so as, as artificial intelligence gets smarter and smarter and is making more and more decisions, it, you know, we should all be worried that if you replace people with algorithms, not, not only are you getting rid of their, their knowledge and wisdom, but you're getting rid of their, their values and sensibilities. And so our, you know, the thing that we're really proud of is being able to, to use AI, but keep people in the loop keep human sensibilities in the loop and so that the decisions aren't just more accurate but but also are more reflective of of humanity and and that's really the you know one of the things that drives us is that you know we we know ai is going to become more and more important to all aspects of industry and all aspects of society and we feel like that the approach that we're pursuing will keep the human part of it relevant and important and what we've seen so far is that it is that it works. And the uh, the radiology example that I gave you with a project that we have with Stanford Medical School, you know, radiology is really interesting because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of fear among radiologists that they're going to get replaced by AI, because machine yeah. learning actually does pretty well in looking at X-rays. And exactly. the the study the study that we're publishing showed that while machine the best machine learning systems in the world can beat individual radiologists when we take a small group of radiologists, you know, six of them, and we connect them together, they take back the, the lead. They, they actually significantly outperform the best machine learning, machine learning systems. And so, you know, our hope is that, you know, this approach will show that, hey, humans plus AI is really the, you know, the thing that that will be the optimal solution and it will keep you know, keep these professions to be important you know we we want human radiologists and there's you know lots of other professions as well where ai is making a challenge to human expertise and i think if we focus on on amplifying human expertise we'll be better off everybody's going to be better off the, the people that are actually having the expertise but also the receiver of it and that's what it's about, I think. Exactly. I mean, it's the receiver of it. And it's and there are, especially, you know, in medicine, you know, an AI can do a, a good job on easy, easy questions, easy x-rays, x-rays that, that have, you know, appear lots and lots of times in the, in the test data set. But in the hard case, the unusual case, the, the one where, you know, a human would draw upon their wealth of, of experience you know, there's there's a lot to be said for human intuition and and human experience, and that's you know an easy kind of decision. You know, when you look at medicine, there's there's even more complicated decisions like what kind of treatments people should should get. You know, what and that involves not just you know not just a statistical analysis, but an, you know an understanding of the patient, an understanding of the family, and you know, yeah. pe- people can do that. And you know, algorithms you know hopefully don't start doing that. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see how that will evolve, but uh, I think this is definitely a very good direction. What I'm always interested in is, I mean, how does this idea start? What sparked it? Was it a conversation? I mean, when did you? When was the aha moment for you? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And so for me, I've spent the last 25 years really looking at 
how to use technology to give people enhanced abilities. And this is Unanimous AI is actually my, my third startup company. My first two were related to virtual reality and, and augmented reality. And, and those were really interesting. And we did a lot of great stuff. But it was all about how can we make individuals have enhanced experiences. And by chance, I just started thinking about how, you know, how do groups, what, what happens when we have groups of people? And it seemed interesting. And uh, again, by chance, I, I just asked the question, well, how does nature do it? And when I started really studying the biology of what, what biologists call swarm intelligence, what I, what I discovered was that if you look at the evolution of most social species, what happens is first they develop the intelligence of their individual brains. And then once their brains reach capacity, they start forming these systems. And these systems allow them to be much smarter. And again, this is why birds birds flock and fish school and bees swarm, they can make significantly more accurate decisions and predictions and, and are significantly better able to survive yeah. by combining you know, their wisdom in optimal ways. And, and I, you know, the inspiration for me was to say, well, if, if birds and bees and fish can get smarter together, why can't people do it? And then yeah, when I started looking at, well, maybe people can do it, I realized that you know, AI is a great way to help optimize these things. You know, we, you know, birds and bees and fish, they took you know, millions and millions of years to evolve these very subtle mechanisms for amplifying their intelligence. We humans built technology. And, and in fact, we, can, we already connected every person on the planet with computing technology. What, what was missing was the, you know, the optimized AI algorithms to connect people. And so that's, that was our inspiration. And we started working on it. And then we were, we were amazed that it worked. And the results that we started getting even early on were remarkable that we could take a group of people and make them so much more accurate by connecting them together. And again, so it was, it was inspired by nature. You know, Mother Nature said this, this should work. And so we started doing it and we realized, yeah, it, it does work. Millions of years of evolution pointed us in the right direction. That's a great example. That's, I'm, gonna, I'm going to introduce you specifically to Christian Kroma, who actually wrote a book on human, humanification. And that whole book is inspired based on, on the, yeah, his, his study on nature as well. So it's interesting that... By looking at something radically different from what the topic is about, you end up with solutions that can can make a big leap in yeah in what we can what we can achieve. So always interesting from my perspective as well is what did you do to to engineer this? I mean, what are the what are the specific things that that you put in place in order to make this come alive? Yeah. So the thing that makes our technology different than most other technologies that that collect input from people is that it's real time. We need everyone to interact at the exact same time. And we're, we have our AI system is watching their behaviors in real time. And so we needed to build a basically a cloud-based system where our AI engine is in the cloud. People can log in from anywhere in the world and, and then provide them with a very, very simple user interface so that they could interact in real time and, and everything feels and looks simple but really, we have, we have this AI engine that's, that's working behind the scenes, watching all the behaviors and combining them. And so for us, 
it was really you know, figuring out how to architect a system that will that will interact with people really in a different way than than we usually think about when we're you know we're trying to to collect data. And so, was, you know, the challenge is the fact that it's synchronous. Everybody's participating at the same time. But once we were able to overcome that, we were able to see really strong results and then just keep pushing forward. Interesting. What I've, uh, yeah, sense at the end from what you're saying is this is, on the one hand side, very generic. So it can be applied to any type of problem you want to solve. And it can also be put in place. If I had an idea today, I could start to use it today, right? Yeah. I mean, we do, you know, it's the type of thing where almost any question that people have, we can generate, we can generate insights and generate intelligence. I mean, it's, you know, part of it is the human side, which is we need, we need a, a population of people to connect that have the basic knowledge. And, and so if we're going to predict, you know, like we, we did a project a few months ago for, uh, for Inc. Magazine to predict the World Cup. And, ah. uh, and when in predicting the World Cup, we needed a group of people who knew, you know, who are you know, sports fans yeah. and we were able to connect their intelligence and, and amplify their intelligence. And they did they did significantly better than they would have done as individuals. And they made strong forecasts. But if we you know, on other projects where we're trying to, you know, predict the price of gold, well, we need people, we need a group of people who have you know, some knowledge and intuition about about the gold market. And so, you know, for us at this point, the technology, you know, is very versatile. And every time we tackle a new problem, it's about, you know, connecting together a group of people who have, you know, who have knowledge and wisdom and insight about that question. And again, inside of business organizations, it becomes easy because if, you know, some of the companies that we've we've done projects for, they'll have, they already have teams of people who are, you know, True. Expert at at forecasting, you know, the sales of certain, you know, certain product categories, and we can we can then take that group of people and and allow them to make more accurate sales forecasts. You know, it's a combination of people and technology. At, you know, for every new every new question we, we look to tackle. Yeah, I mean, sales forecasting, uh, profit forecasting, and these type of things are are so relevant for every business. So that's a relevant uh, example here. That's definitely good. What hard choices did you make? What were the things that that were, yeah, sort of the milestones or, the, or making it, giving it a tipping point of where you are today? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So when we first built the system, and, and we've been working on this now for about four years. And so when we first had the first versions of the system available, you know, we have to get we need people. People are part of the process. And so we started engaging people and having people come together and answer questions. And we discovered two things at the same time. One, that we could make people smarter. The other, which was even more surprising, was that people thought it was really fun to participate. They, you know, people would participate in these systems and answer questions. And you know, they would tell us, like, this is fun. Like, when can I just do this? Like, I'd like to just get together with my friends and you know, answer questions together as a swarm. And so we started pursuing both these angles, which was the amplification of intelligence angle and the, the social angle that it's, people just think it's fun. And at some point, we had, to, you know, we had to make this decision of which direction do we really want the company to go? Do we want to you know, focus all our energy towards 
business applications of, of amplifying the intelligence of groups? Or do we want to you know, also look at this kind of social aspect that you know, people think that it, pe- people find it fun, they find it in, in illuminating to, to see what groups think about. And, and we had to make the tough decision that you know, the greatest impact for us was really on the, on the business to business side and, and on the amplification of intelligence side. And so we, we had to you know, not pursue the social side as much as, as we would have liked to if we could have done, if we could have done everything. <laughs> yeah, you have to make choices, otherwise it's going to be diluting in value. But I understand that the business yep. is going to be, I mean, I would say there's business that should jump on this because it's about competitive advantage. Yeah, and right now, you know, we, we do projects for lots of, lots of large companies where you know, they, have, they have a problem that they want to solve. And we can basically build an artificial expert by connecting together you know, appropriate groups of people. And again, those people could be internal to the company or they could be external like their customers. But we, you know, because this is a, a new technology area, we work very closely with companies that want to build an artificial expert to solve their problems. And, and so we can, like I said, you know, it could be very diverse. We've worked with some companies who want to build an artificial expert of, of their sales team. As I mentioned, you know, we work with Boeing who wanted to make an artificial expert of, of military pilots. And it's, you know, we end up working very closely with the companies that want to do this because they know what questions they need answered. And they very often have the participants that we're going to engage. And then we can work with them to, to make sure we get, you know, they, they can start getting those insights. What were the key learnings that you that you had over the last four years? I mean, what would you what would you do different next time, or yeah, maybe faster? Yeah, it's. I would say it goes back to you know making this decision between the social type of infrastructure or the business to business infrastructure. There was a period of time where we were, we were trying to maintain, we're trying to pursue both, and we would have been more efficient in terms of how we you know, architected things if we were, had made that decision sooner to, to focus, but, so, so, yeah. you know, it's in, in hindsight, it's easy to say, oh, we should have focused sooner. But at the time we, you know, we still didn't know which, which was going to appear to be the, the far more valuable path. And then. So it's a segmentation and positioning exercise uh, that you should have done up front. Yeah, it's always better if we can. The more focused you are, the the better it is. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, that's that's a golden rule, and that's another that's another secret at the end. But a lot of people forget it, so it's always good to articulate it again. So, were there any surprising byproducts that you've seen from where you are today, or that could that could still be explored going forward from this? Yeah, I mean, it's you know one of the things that's you know a, a challenge for our technology is that it's there's so many applications and there's so many different areas of of how how we could apply it and and we have to as i said we have to focus but we also are continually surprised at the types of things that swarms of people are are good at and you know at first we were looking at very analytical things like you know forecasting you know sales or predicting sporting events more recently we started looking at you know can we amplify very human abilities. And it turns out we can, this, the same effects happen. And so we, we recently did a, a, a research study also with Oxford University, where we looked at, can we amplify a person's ability to tell the difference between something that's truthful or something that's deceptive? 
And so we did this, the way the research study works, we had videos of people basically smiling. And, and so you would, you would just watch a video of people smiling to determine was it a real smile, an authentic smile, or a fake smile, a deceptive smile. And it was, you know, we were replicating an existing ex- experiments. And, and people have found uh, in, in prior experiments that it's pretty hard. People are, are easily fooled between the difference between something, a, a real smile and a, and a fake smile, and they, they get it wrong about one third of the time. And But when we built a swarm of people, we had just a small group of people working together as a swarm intelligence doing the same task, we cut the error rate in half. They were basically twice as good at the telling the difference between you know, a real smile and a fake smile. And this for us was the first real exploration into what, what you might call social intelligence or you know, these very, very human intelligence abilities. And what we're finding is that these same types of amplification that we get for you know, analytical intelligence is also also works for social intelligence. What I'm starting to think about right now is what you're actually doing is for you bringing people together, so you're you're bringing the knowledge to a completely different level. Isn't it then possible for the AI to kind of take that knowledge and sort of use it as a learning for itself, so that you start to improve from that perspective as well? It absolutely is, and we can collect data and then use the data that we collect to do additional AI processing on it, additional yeah. machine learning on it to generate insights. And over the last four years, we've asked over 300,000 questions to swarms of people. And so we have this huge data set that we can now do machine learning on and find, and it's, it's almost like we were doing you know, machine learning on, you know, CT scans of people, but instead it's, you know, it's the data of how these swarms behave. And that machine learning has allowed us to generate, you know, a whole nother level of, of insights. And so like, we can ask a question and we can get an answer from, from this swarm intelligence. And then with machine learning, we can then assess, you know, how much conviction did this swarm have in this answer? And how would it compare to this other swarm that answered the same question. And so I, you could ask, like we could, so now we can ask a swarm of people, let's say in the US, which political candidate do you like better, A or B? And then we can ask another swarm of people, maybe in a different part of the country, which political candidate do you like better, A or B? And we'll get answers, but with this machine learning, we can then compare those answers and say, you know, the people on the East Coast had stronger conviction in their sentiment than the people on the West Coast, because we've looked at so many of these swarms. We've had, you know, literally we have you know, hundreds of thousands of, of data points. And so there's, there is, the more data we collect, the, you know, the, the more interesting things we can do. Interesting. Well, based on all that knowledge, the tidbits of wisdom that you've gained, what would you advise other software companies that are still thinking very traditional, what would you advise them to do? to get to the next, well, get into the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say that it's pretty clear that artificial intelligence is going to be important to everybody's industry. My advice is that people think about how to keep the human part of intelligence important. And I'd say that because I think that's an, an opportunity. I think people are going to realize that you know, the push to replace people with algorithms is not wise. And what we find when we're, when we're interacting with, 
with customers is that our customers are people and they very much appreciate their their intelligence being valued exactly and so i think there's i think there's a big opportunity in this you know in the future in this whole area of how you know people and ai can be more effective together and not you know this rush to replacing people with algorithms which we see so much of in the ai space right now i completely agree I think that's broken records from my end. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounding like a broken record from my end, uh, speaking to the converted. But what's next for you? What is your greatest aspiration from here? Yeah, I mean, for us, what we're doing right now is really, you know, we keep pushing every day to try to make our, our technology smarter. We really believe we're just scratching the surface of how smart these systems can be when we connect people together. We see really good results, but we think that we hope that if we, you know, five years from now, we look back and we think that what we were doing today was primitive. I mean, we think that uh-huh. it's, you know, we're that early in the process. That there's a lot of advancements that we can still make every quarter. So what is it all about then? Is that about adding more people? Is it about asking questions a different way? I mean, what is triggering that, that these advancements? Yeah, it's all of the above. I mean, we, we look at all of these issues of, you know, Does it help to have more and more people? You know, we find that sometimes it does, and sometimes adding more people is not worth it. We we can get optimal insights with just very small groups, but we we keep working to understand better. You know, wh- where are the situations where having larger and larger groups add value? It's also you know getting having our algorithms you know enhancing you know the the AI part of the system every way as we can, and it's also you know learning how to define the populations of people that that come into the system. You know, one of the things that we know is that diversity in the group is really powerful, meaning we want swarms of people who have diverse perspectives and diverse views. If everybody, if, if everyone has the exact same way of looking at a problem, the swarm will not be as, will not amplify their intelligence as much as if everyone has you know, is bringing different knowledge and, and different perspective and different wisdom. And so, you know, we're, yeah. we still have a lot to learn on how to, you know, how to build the optimal population of people to answer questions, what the right size is, what the, you know, what the optimal algorithms are. And so there's, you know, we keep learning new things all the time. Interesting. Yeah, fascinating space to be in. So if there's anything you could ask the audience, what would it be? How can they help you? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, build lots and lots of swarms of people to answer questions. Some of those things we do are, are research studies where we're getting groups of people together to, you know, as as research projects we do with universities to predict sales or predict, you know, various things. And so we're, we're always looking for people who are interested who just who want to participate in swarms. Uh, they could be part of one of these research studies and, and see what it's like and basically be, you know, part of the, the data we're collecting to quantify things. And so, and people can, people can do that on our website, which is just unanimous.ai. And so we're, we're always looking for people who are interested in participating, who have, you know, knowledge or wisdom about some interesting topic, whether it's sports or finance or you know, really almost, almost any topic. The other thing is we're always, you know, we're always looking for new applications You know, people have ideas of, hey, like, here's a problem that, you know, this technology sounds like it could solve. They should let us know. We're always looking to find new benefits for amplifying the intelligence of groups.
Wave groups, yeah, off groups and wave groups, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think this is uh, a question that's going to resonate because the, the, the audience is perfect for that. So where can people go if they want to say hi to you beyond your website? Yeah, so the website is unanimous.ai. People can certainly send me email, which is just lewis at unanimous.ai. And we're always going around to different conferences and presentations and looking to get, get people involved. And so we try to get out there in the world to... I know your your audience is probably spread all all around. Is exactly. there a particular? Yeah, it's yeah. North America, uh, it's gonna, Europe, it's Asia, exactly. Yeah, I will. Early next month, I'll be in in London uh, giving a talk at the Disruption Disrupt Europe conference. Cool. Take, so take, we, take yeah, we're always looking to to talk to people who are who are interested in what what we're doing because we you know there's. Are we value the human knowledge and wisdom that, that people have? We know we can get, we can, we know we can learn things from everybody. So, well, this is very good to hear. So, thank you very much, Louise, for your uh, inspiring insight and, and your vision. And uh, I think uh, there's a lot of potential for that, not only as a solution in itself, but also for for others to bank on that, to, to take advantage of that by possibly integrating it. So, thanks. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. I absolutely agree. It was fun. But that's a compliment to you. So thanks for that. And to everybody else that's listening today, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I had the honor to speak to Louise Rosenberg, CEO of Unanimous AI. The goal of this podcast is to share compelling ideas and showcases to inspire what can be when technology and people blend in the right way. It's my strong belief that too much focus is put on automating people out of a process, in other words, cutting costs, rather than scenarios where the unique strength of people are augmented with technology change the established rules and to deliver a value that was unimaginable before. So with this podcast, I want to make a contribution to change this, to create a broader awareness of what can be, to accelerate the adoption by bringing together you, a tribe of like-minded people and organizations, and lastly, to accelerate the initiatives and solutions that could be created because one idea inspires the other. So if you know about stories that are worth sharing, please send me a message. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas, and that starts with you. If you want to have more information, read my blogs, or obtain information on working with me, just visit me on my website, valueinspiration.com. Thank you for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast or provide me with your feedback. I'll see you shortly in a new episode. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.